It's time! Hey, Dave, listen up, please! Jones looking. Jones now throwing to the end zone, and it is complete! Read my lips. But what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing. McFadden's got to throw. Hillis is open. Peyton catches it at the five. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. McFadden to Hillis for 24 yards. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. The 5 Oh, welcome into the 501. And, you know, you hear this song every time when we introduce. It's a great song, Gold on the Ceiling. But this weekend, it's something a little special, Andrew. So we're going to fade this out. Okay. And with Memorial Day weekend happening as we're recording this, I think we got to go with a little bit of Bruce Springsteen. You had this ready, huh? I did. I, I actually, unlike you, I actually prepare a little bit for this show. And what? what? Yeah, I actually want what's, you know, best for the show and people to think that, you know, I put my heart and soul into this because, wait a minute, I just might. <laughs> But this song is actually kind of crazy because it's played as a patriotic song, but actually he's ridiculing the U.S. government. Yep. And people get that wrong all the time. And Bruce Springsteen is also very overrated. I know that may be a... Uh, that, you know, that is uh, kind of a hot topic there. I just uh, I don't think he's that good. I think that his songwriting is very average at best. His voice sounds like somebody who's on a commode and has taken, you know taking a little bit of effort and time to do what they need to do. Oh my gosh. That's just, uh, that's been my opinion for a long time and there's nothing that's going, he's got like maybe two good songs, including this one. Oh, well, hang on. Here's another good one. If I can get it to play. Ready? I walked through a county courthouse square. Yeah. On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. This is Johnny Cash. For I said you wondering. courthouse is kind of run He's not down. from the 501, but he's an honorary. It's close enough, right? We yeah. gotta say I it's close enough. All right. Is a little bit. But thank you to all those who have served anymore. in the military and gave all as we salute you on this Memorial Day. This so thank you. Been to our little town? And I think I it's time to talk a little bit of sports. What do you think? That Andrew? sounds great to me. Like all right. Well, right. let's. We're gonna move on now and let's talk Razorback baseball this weekend. Really, the this week because the Razorbacks didn't make it to the weekend. No. The Razorbacks went two and one in the SEC tournament. They not two and one, one and two. Pardon me. They went one and two in the SEC tournament. They lost to Ole Miss the second time they played them, and Georgia. Georgia's yep. a really good team, and Ole Miss has almost played their way into being a host. So two not terrible losses or anything, and it didn't really affect you in your seeding parameters, you went into the weekend as a five seed. Mm. And according to all projections, you will be a five seed at the time of this recording. The, the stats, not the stats, the brackets haven't come out yet. That'll mm-hmm. be tomorrow. So you still don't know who's going to be in there yet, but you're still projected at that five seed, which I think is a good spot to be. But Andrew, are you worried that this team could be slumping at the wrong time? 
like that's got to be a worry. But at the same time, we had this conversation last time. We knew that they weren't going to care about this. The problem is, is that the losses started to mount just a little bit even before this started. And so it's like, well, when, when you're going through the part of the schedule where you're sweeping everybody, you're winning series against good teams, you kind of get to keep that confidence and that momentum to roll into the next thing. It would have been nice if they would just not have – if the street, what is it, four of their last six games they've lost or something of that nature, I want to say, you know, it, at this point, it's like, well, you don't want to, I'm not going to say they would just forget how to win because of this, but it makes it harder to build momentum because the taste that's in your mouth from the games before, it's a negative taste because you've been losing and you've been hearing all this stuff on social media or seeing it, should I say, and hearing stuff probably from family members and friends, what's going on? You know, uh, I think that worrying is a natural reaction to this, and I don't think it's an overreaction. I think it's just this very well could be a really terrible time for them to lose. This is a team that if you you've got to put the season in perspective, they weren't expected to host anything. Sure, you know, everybody was coming off the high that was last season and the very very low that was last season. And so they weren't expecting, they put no expectations on this team, and all of a sudden this team started to win and win yeah. and win and win and win, and then all of a sudden. It's like everybody woke up and go, oh my goodness, this is what it's like to be a good team. You know, yeah. ex- excellence that carries over year after year after year. And so people started put those expectations that they had on last year's team on this year's team. Saying, Not only saying they said that this team may be better and than I, last year's and team. And I'm guilty of one of those teams because at one point this team was playing better than last year's team and they had the potential to be better than last year's team. And so I will go out and say that I still think this team has the potential to be better than last year's team. It's just that whenever these expectations got put on these, these kids, these players, it almost, that's when their play started to decrease. You know, Van Horn fielded the question time after time. How does this team compare to last year's team about two thirds of the way through the season? And right there at that two thirds mark is when they lost a game to Kentucky. Not, you know, they still won that season. Shouldn't have still, Lost a game to LSU. Yep, shouldn't have. Lost a series to A&M. Unreal. And then went from College Station to the Hoover tournament, the tournament in Hoover. Yeah. And went one and two. Yeah. So I don't think it's time to sound the alarm bells yet, but this team needs to refocus, needs to get back in the mindset that they had and ignore the expectations and pretend like you're playing again when you had no expectations. Yeah. And that's when you were playing the best. Yeah, certainly. If they can get back to that mindset, it'll be good. They need to because, you know, uh, obviously Arkansas is going to be playing at home and Arkansas plays extremely well at home. So I think that they have that going for them. You know, playing in Hoover, they're not playing at home. Um, they just got to take care of business and get back to their winning ways and get back to confidence. I think that's the issue. Of course, they've been hearing for the past couple seasons that they should be competing for a national championship. What does that do for the egos of young minds? You know, it's like not great. It's not great for them, but also confidence is a great thing. There's a reason you don't think Alabama's football team thinks that all the time. You know, they they know that they're supposed to win legitimately every single game that they play. Arkansas knows that it should win every single series that it plays, and so I think it just needs to. It might just be a wake up call for them, and it might be something. Yeah, like you said, and this team was also. You said it might be a wake-up call, and it might be, but this team was also on the road. you got to think for, what, 14 days? They went straight from the A&M series. You know, they leave on – they get there on a Thursday to play that weekend, go straight to Hoover. So they were on the road for more than a week. And 
Yeah. You've been a person that went on vacation. Anybody that knows when you go on vacation, what are you supposed to do is relax on vacation. Yep. Half the time that doesn't happen. But even if you do relax, you kind of want to go back home. Yep. This team wasn't on a vacation. They were playing baseball games. They played six baseball games over the span of days. Yep. So they were probably a little tired. They looked like a young team that sure. hadn't experienced that before and needed to go home and rejuvenate. I don't know what Van Horn did with the team, but you know, it may have been one of those situations where he says, go home and we're not going to pick up a bat. We're not going to pick up a bat for a day or two and then we will restart this entire yeah. process come Monday. Yeah, and then we'll get ready for you know we'll know who we're going to play and we'll get ready for them. You guys are good ball players. Just go and reset your batteries. Yep, and that may that may be what happened. That may be what needed to happen this weekend. Yeah, there's just some things that need to work themselves out, and I think this is one of those things. I think that's a fair assessment of the situation. Yeah, it'll work itself out, and I think that this team will refocus, and you will see them back in Omaha. Now, when you get to Omaha, like we've said multiple times, anything can happen. Yeah. But this team, I just think that they, at home, they can put the pieces together and make it back there. I, like I said, I've said that this team, I think, is better than the team that was, last, that was here last year. I'm still going to stay by that right Ugh. now. Ugh. But Ugh. you can see some faults in their armor. Yeah, I mean, if, if they don't win a national championship, if they don't play in the national championship, then that just totally goes out of the water. History forgets context, so. That's fair, Andrew. All right, let's move on now. That's enough about baseball. They'll play this weekend at Bomb Stadium, beautiful Bomb Stadium. Should be a great atmosphere. Let's move on now to talk about some NBA basketball. There's some NBA right. that happened all throughout the week. This is Andrew's forte, so I'm just going to serve up the question, and you go for it, Andrew. All right. The Warriors were without Kevin Durant sure. for the entire series, and they played better mm. in the Western Conference Finals without Durant. I don't think you could say that there was, there was evidence that they played better. I don't think you can say against it. Are the Warriors better without Durant? I keep hearing that question posed, and... To just say that because you can perhaps make a case that it opens up the offense because their transition offense is much faster pace. Kevin Durant is also a great fast break player, but at the same time, they like to set it up in the half court, get him his shots so he can pick his spots and then he can score in that way. He's the greatest scorer in the NBA and will end up being the greatest scorer in NBA history. So it's one of these deals where it, I'll, let me say it this way. When, when Kevin Durant leaves, the Warriors are going to be just fine. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to say that they're worse without Kevin Durant because that's crazy. Kevin Durant on any t If Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks, they're going to be playing in the playoffs. If just him, not even with anybody else, they're going to be in the playoffs. Kevin Durant is a once-in-a-generation player. Granted, right now we have probably three guys in the NBA who are once-in-generation players, maybe even four or five if we start you know, counting some other things. But – to, I will say that because the offense has opened up, the Splash Brothers go back to being the Splash Brothers that they were before. We're reminded why Steph Curry will end up being in the conversation for greatest point guard to ever play. We remember why Klay Thompson is deadly, and he's a two-way player who can play just incredible perimeter defense and then get on the other end and pick his spots and shoot over anybody and score from anywhere. Top five three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. And then you get Draymond Green, and we reminded why Draymond Green is so good because 
he is becomes a point forward running back in transition. He's not passing the ball off to one of the guards to set up the offense. He is running the offense through him, finding his guys. These guys know how to play without Kevin Durant. So are they better without him? No. Are they fine without him? Yes. They are extremely fine without him right now. And it's just, it's like, like you said, they're, they have five NBA All-Stars on their team yes. whenever Boogie Cousins and Durant are healthy. Yeah. People have won NBA championships with no NBA All-Stars before. Yeah. Now, it's harder to do in today's day and age, but when you put five of them and you take two away, you still have three. They played in two finals and won one before this. Yes, and the guy that won the MVP in one of those, the, when they won the finals that year, wasn't even in one of those no. three guys. It was Andre nope. Iguodala. Yep. So they have the talent in... Yeah, it's a crazy question because you can't be better without a, your all-NBA player and once in a generation player. Your best player. player. He is their best player. But they are, and it's kind of crazy to think about. But you can see why why that brand of basketball is so entertaining when they take Kevin Durant away from it. It is better because you're not having to slow down, make sure Kevin gets his touches, yeah. and he shoots the ball. Because they speed the game up by passing it around the perimeter and taking threes that spread the defense out because yep. they can and because they can make them. Yeah. So it's an interesting concept, but I think that they might be better, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you in which you said it makes so much sense is that you can't be better without a once in generation player. But let me say this too. Um, they have kept some of the tread on their tires by bringing in Kevin Durant to take the load of the offense. So that means Steph Curry and Clay Thompson can last for a while, still being as good as they are. And it's weird. It's kind of like when LeBron started winning with the Heat. You know, at first everybody really hated LeBron, but then by the end of his time there in the Heat, people had started to like him again. The Kevin Durantless Warriors are likable because yeah. we all realize, oh man, you know, this is a team that's just, they are the best team in the world still. And we have seen that now. You know, they did lose the Cavaliers, but there is an asterisk. History does forget context, but Draymond Green was suspended. And, Dre, you know, Draymond Green, without Kevin Durant, Draymond Green's importance shoots sky high. He's amazing. He's an incredible basketball player. But it's almost like we have now, because we hated them then. People still hated them even before they had Kevin Durant. It just amplified a gazillion fold when they got Kevin Durant. But now we look at the team and we can say, you know what? I'm all right with this Warriors team. I kind of like this Warriors team. I kind of like watching them. It's fun. Let's flip on over to the other side. Mm. Let's go to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Raptors and the Bucks just finished up, and the Raptors were able to beat the Bucks in six games. Yes. Thanks in part to Kawhi Leonard's defense on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, now, the North, as they like to call themselves, they are excited. It's their first NBA Finals. Sure. And Drake is already giving back rubs to everybody on the bench <laughs> so that they can uh, be ready for the Warriors. Now, yeah. now, that being said, people are not really giving the Raptors much of a chance, and one of those people is me. Hmm. I just don't see how they match up with the Warriors. Is this finals going to be worse, Andrew, than the finals of last year when the Warriors swept LeBron? Now, keep in mind, the Warriors did sweep LeBron, yeah. but LeBron was one J.R. Smith mistake away from beating the Warriors in game one. Yeah, it wasn't LeBron's fault. Look at his stats to that whole thing. Good Lord, like nobody could do as single-handedly more. So which series which series will be worse? That series last year or the series this year? Last year's series. 
will be significantly worse. You there think? was nobody who could guard Steph Curry. Kyle Lowry's that if we even just break, you know, I'm a big matchup basketball guy. We can look at matchup basketball. Am I going to say that the Raptors are going to win this series? Absolutely not. I think it goes to six games, and I think that the Warriors end up winning there because it'll be hard. You know, they'll, Kevin Durant's out still game one. We can say that they play better, but that takes off a matchup for Kawhi Leonard right there. He can go focus on Klay Thompson. That's something the most important part of the game is the fact that Kawhi Leonard doesn't have to guard Kevin Durant. No. He can guard somebody else. And guess what? Kawhi Leonard can guard Kevin Durant. Yeah. And Kevin Durant's going to get He's still going to score 25-26. Kevin Durant's just that. I mean, that's who he is. We know who he is. Um, you know. But it's one of those deals. And also, we got to think about this. Um, Kevin Durant does not do well with criticism. Just doesn't do well with it. He, he defends himself on Twitter. He, you know, uh, he, he does not like criticism. How did you figure that out? check his burner account, Easy Money Sniper. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. But now he's going to have Drake on the sideline. (laughs) Kawhi won't be doing none of the talking. It will be Drake on the sidelines doing the talking. And, you know, Kevin Durant may hit a couple shots and be looking over at him, but he's going to be distracted by Drake. He will be distracted by Drake. He does not like having to deal with that. Now, that's a different topic altogether but back to my original point when we look at matchup basketball even with kevin durant let's say kevin durant's in there for the majority of the series which i'm sure he will be and boogie boogie is going to be guarded by mark gasol okay there's your matchup mark gasol can hold his own against a depleted boogie who's having injury issues and is also on the downside of his career he can handle that mark gasol can uh, Steph Curry is a better player than Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is a better matchup for him than George Hill was last year, unequivocally, unequivocally. And he's been playing out of his mind these past two series. So there's at least a, a, a viable matchup. Pascal Siakam, okay, that guy's an incredible defender, and he does not get as much credit as he really deserves. He can switch off on guards. He can stay down and guard the power forwards whenever there are switches. Clay Thompson's not going to get easy corner threes because Pascal Siakam's going to switch out to the corner, and he's going to be able to get his hand up, and Clay Thompson's not going to be able to do what he normally does. It, will he because he's Clay Thompson? Sure. He's going to hit some crazy shots because that's just who he is. Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, that is a matchup of the ages right there. Those are two guys who are at the top of their games. They are once-in-a-generation players. Kevin Durant is the best player to ever play for Golden State, and Kawhi Leonard is the best player to ever play for the Raptors. And so it's we're getting to see the best of both worlds in that instance. Now, Draymond could be a matchup issue. Pascal's going to have to guard him and then be able to switch off and go to the corner and guard moving and it's not you're not going to be you're not going to be able to keep Fred Fan Fleet on him. So you're going to have to be switching and moving around and it's going to be difficult. And the Warriors will win the series because Draymond Green will prove to be indispensable and then you bring those guys off the bench the you know the Andre Iguodala's and the you know Sean Livingston's who have just they they've been there and they know how to do it. But I think it will go to 6 games. Boom. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Broken down for you. Six games, I was going to give him five. So I would listen to Andrew, though. He knows more about NBA basketball and what he's talking about. Just a little bit more than me. But who knows what could happen? Exactly. I mean, it's a crazy series. It's a crazy game. That's why why you play the game. All right, let's move on. Andrew, I've got a really deep question for you here that I think that we need to ponder mm. and really, you know, goes deep into the soul about just sports in general and their effect on our lives. Are you ready? Okay. Should the Packers, should they look into new leadership since their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, he can't chug a beer within 10 seconds. Oh. 
Did you, if you didn't if you didn't see the video, look it up. There's a video on Twitter uh, at the Bucks game. It's the Bucks game where they choked away a lead and could have taken a three to two <laughs> series lead. Yep. But that's beside the point. The point is, they are one of Aaron Rodgers's offensive linemen was at the game. They showed him on the, Yeah, they showed him on the video board. Thank you, Andrew. And he chugged a beer within three seconds. Puts that one down, pumps up the crowd, grabs another one, and douses that one yep. in three seconds. But the crowd's all juiced. You know, they're at a timeout. They're like, yeah. They look over to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers goes, okay, grabs his beer. And he put the finger, He it was the, the finger of death. He put the finger up to try to hey. say, like, oh, give me a second. Yeah, and so like, hang uh -oh. on. <laughs> you know, they say silence is sometimes golden on the radio right here, right? <laughs> I counted. It took him over 10 seconds before he stopped. It's about oh. nine, nine to 10. I said over 10, nine to 10 seconds. I'm going to stop and we are not going to talk for 10 seconds on this podcast and you will see how long it is starting now. He couldn't finish a beer in that amount of time. Oh. He put the finger up and then had to stop halfway through. I and so then too. they went back to the offensive lineman whose name was David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari chugged another one within yeah. three seconds. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I am sorely disappointed in you. But, you know, he's probably too fit and, you know, that doesn't fit into his diet. <laughs> Wasn't an organic beer. <laughs> Or whatever. That's I what Tom Brady. He drinks avocado beers. Yeah, if Tom Brady would have shown that, Tom Brady would have had like some grape avocado <laughs> mixture. In the same thing, like, this fermented oh, no. in Rome in 1491. And Giselle he, bought he this for me with her last year. Swished it around like some wine, and then he had been like, hey, "You can't. This cost eight hundred dollars. You can't just chug it." Yes, no way. You must. You have to get the way the waft, get the notes, waft. the waft of notes into your cerebral cortex. But. I'm just disappointed in Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford put up a video later of him chugging a beer that was, you know, five seconds or something. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, he can post a video and be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Here's my video, and he's holding a beer, and his ring, his Super Bowl ring is showing. He's like, Matt Stafford, what do you have? Just one. But anyway, you are right. You are right. <laughs> All right, Andrew. It's time for Wacky World. But as I said, Memorial Day, we're going to move on to a different song. Hmm. So R.I.P. to Cobra Style and... American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. All right, there's the concert brought to you by Andrew. He will be at the Walmart Amp. I sure will. In I'm opening January. up for the killers. They're coming back at some point. Right. I've been talking to them. They said they'll come back just so I can open for them and close for them. And close. I don't think that's how that works. They're going to let me, it's, though. It, it's not the Tampa Bay Rays where they you have are an opener the and a closer. No. Yeah. Nope. That's, no, that's it. We're changing the concept of concerts here. Uh, the killers and me. That's, that's that. what we're doing. All right. We're going to move on. All right. This is a little <laughs> bit of an old news, but I still think this is a relevant topic that we have to talk about here, Andrew. Okay. Brooks Kepton is going out for his last round mm -hmm. to win a major at the PGA Championship mm -hmm. in Bethpage Black, New York. He's going out. Club in hand. Hmm. And his girlfriend leans over with a little smoochy smooch. Oh, man. And he says, not right now. Yeah. Should you have to worry about kissing your girlfriend when you're about to go and play the last round of a major, Andrew? I mean, did you see her? You know, it's one of those deals where it's like, you know, sometimes priorities have got to be priorities. And you got to, you know, uh, <laughs> if it's me, I'm doing it. If it's me, I'm doing it. That's what I'll say. 
It's me. I mean, I'm he's, doing it. He's focused on so many other things, though. It's not his fault. Like, he probably loves his girlfriend, I'm and sure. he would have given her a smooch. But he's got, he's got to figure out the lie on 14 here if he wants to hit into the wind because it's blowing four miles an hour across sure. the the green. Let his caddy worry about that. He's this, got something else to deal very with here. Mental game. That's right. And she can't just you can't just get in the guy's head right. And before. she is mind blowing. That's she, a mental deal going on there too. She is mind blowing. It showed too because he did not play well on Sunday, but he had such a big lead that it didn't matter. Yeah, he winning. That would so, have been fun if he would have lost. I heard something funny about Kepka. They said that Kepka is like your PGA player when you're playing, you know, Tiger Woods tour on your video game. <laughs> they said he never shows up for non-majors because you sim all of them. Yeah. And then whenever you play the majors, he's only good at a course or two, which is the one that they let you win. Yep. So that you could improve your play. Yeah. I was thinking he was going to end up winning the Masters there in the last round where he was really rallying, and I was going... If this man comes back and beats Tiger Woods here at the end, he will be the most hated man in America. I think he better I think he better bogey one or two. I think he better mess up once or twice. <laughs> Just let this one be. Get back at it again next year. But if Tiger's at the top of the leaderboard, don't be that guy right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Wacky World. I forgot to ask you. Where in the wacky world did we go this week, Andrew? We went to a golf tournament. Where is... I told you where Bethpage Black is. Can you remember? I believe it's in Florida. Are you going to stop me? Or are you gonna... I literally... Before before yeah. I said anything, I literally gave you the answer. Yeah. I, but I introduced it by saying Bethpage Black, Beth Black in blank. Yeah. So I mean, it's tell- one of those, I do remember it, oh. but I just, in this moment, don't want to say it. So. In my time, I <laughs> you, you, you don't, you just don't know. <laughs> he doesn't listen to me. I'm glad do that you know? listen to me because he, Andrew does this song. <laughs> it's called Americana. Uh, I was trying to find something. Hang on. American Boy by Eddie Rabbit. Ooh, Eddie Rabbit. That's a classic right there. Yeah. What's your favorite patriotic song? Uh, Toby Keith's. Nah, the one we just one. played, for sure. That would have to be there. Or Lean, Lee Greenwood's, uh, what is that? Uh, what's the name of that song from Lee Greenwood that he does? That's like one of the most well-known patriotic songs. Oh, God Bless the USA? God Bless the USA. That's a good one. I'm a free man. This is make you cry. This came in on after 9-11 and everybody yeah. was playing it. So we're not going to end with this. No, no, no. Play a Citizen Soldier by Three Doors Down. What? That's a great one. Citizen Soldier holding the right for them. Oh, my Lord. What about... This one's a classic. my lucky It's it's man, it's about to get. But I didn't know I had a friggin' eight-hour introduction to it. <laughs> oh my gosh! This sounds like the opening to the Bubble Bowl episode of SpongeBob. It's supposed to be the Dagum Stars. The winner dinner, takes all. It's the thrill of one more kill. All right, we need to last this. one to fall. <laughs> 
We need to end this. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be that. Hey, do you have Fergie's version? Okay, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to sign off, ladies and gentlemen. That last episode or part of that episode was brought Fighting to you by uh, from the America and how right. proud we are to live and breathe in America. But thank you, Mr. President, for reaching out to us and giving us a deal. Yeah, I appreciate you. You know, Art of the Deal, Trump has actually uh, This is the Art of the Deal. Us, yeah, about it. And this is the podcast for the Art of the Deal. All this, right. Oh, President Trump, you're here? <clears throat> Oh God! This is just fantastic oh being here. Okay, on your podcast, I listen to podcasts all the time. They're so fantastic. Um, this one is really big. It's big because how many people listening to it, including me? I'm listening to it. So I gotta go. I gotta run now. Air Force One's outside, but uh, Melania's waiting for me. Go America. Go 501. Bye bye. Right. Well. Thanks, Mr. Trump, and Thanks, I'm Mr. so President. sorry for the past uh, four minutes of this podcast. Please come back. We will talk about sports a little bit next time. Please, please subscribe, rate. I mean, we're begging you to come back. Maybe not on this one. Don't subscribe, right? If you, unless you got something nice to say. Don't or, subscribe, or right? Or share. Right I mean, we are goofy people, yeah. right? All right, Andrew. As the Green Berets are playing us off, tell us where you're from. I am from the five oh one, and we're just some five oh one boys living in the four seven nine, talking about sports and uh, today other things. Thanks so much for listening. As I said, rate, subscribe, share with your friends. That's how we grow. We will see you back next week. Back at home, a young wife waits. Her green beret has met his fate.